0: Hello and a very warm welcome to the Fearless Finance Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Britton. As you know, research has shown that our thoughts and beliefs around money are largely formed by the age of seven. These beliefs collectively form our money blueprint or financial thermostat. As best-selling author T. Harv Eker puts it, your financial thermostat consists of a combination of thoughts, feelings and actions in the arena of money. It consists primarily on the information or programming you received in the past, and especially as a young child. You see, programming leads to your thoughts. Thoughts lead to feelings. Feelings lead to action and action ultimately leads to your results. So there's three primarily programs that were influenced by when we are young. The first one is verbal programming. What did you hear repeatedly about money growing up? It's likely that what your parents believed is the basis of what your own beliefs are today. These remain in our subconscious mind and we're not even often aware of them, but they condition our thinking. And remember thinking leads to feelings, actions, and ultimately outcomes. Some common phrases you may have heard while young that have negatively conditioned your money beliefs are money's the root of all evil, Rich people are bad. You can't be rich and spiritual. Money doesn't buy happiness. Filthy rich or we can't afford it. And taking this last one. Another great author Robert Kiyosaki author of Rich Dad Poor Dad suggests a way to reshape this thought changing. I can't afford it into how can I afford it. And he explains one lets you off the hook and the other forces you to think. By automatically saying the words, I can't afford it, your brain stops working. But by asking the question, how can I afford it? Your brain is put to work. So the second influence is modelling. What were your parents like in the arena of money when you were growing up? Maybe they were spenders, investors, business owners, or worked nine to five. Children learn by imitating and copying what they see adults or other children do. The behaviour they witnessed growing up is as important as the words they hear. And the third influence are specific incidents. And this refers to experiences we had when we were young around money, wealth, or perhaps interactions with rich people. Emotionally charged incidents are extremely important as they shape our personal beliefs. If you were ever mocked at school for wearing hand-me-down clothes, or not being able to afford the latest cool trainers, Perhaps you were desperate for a particular toy or a present at Christmas, but ended up disappointed or hurt. These emotional scars can lurk in our subconscious minds and we attach a belief to them, such as I'm not worthy of love, or I don't deserve nice things. It sounds crazy that not getting that bike for your 10th birthday can have a lasting impact on your finances, but our subconscious minds record everything. By way of an example, I was working with a coaching client recently who had decided to apply for better paid jobs. And one application form he was completing asked for previous salary details, which revealed two interesting points. Firstly, all his recent jobs over the last 10 years or so had paid around the same salary. And secondly, once aware of this, he felt very uncomfortable about applying for jobs at a significantly higher level. And it was clear from our conversations that he had a financial thermostat set at the current level of his salary and needed some conversations and some coaching around shifting that higher. So think for a minute, how would you feel about applying for a job at twice your current salary? How does your emotion and your body react to that question? Do you feel excitement with a smile on your face or is there internal anxiety, discomfort or even fear? And right there, you've realized your blocks that are holding you at the material level you're currently at. But these blocks are nothing but old, unnecessary and false programs and beliefs that have been programmed into your childhood and are now working on autopilot, making you think you cannot exceed a certain financial barrier. And despite the fact that you may really want to and are indeed making efforts in this direction, nothing in your financial world is currently changing for the better. You see, when we're children, we are taught how to think about money, but often not in a deliberate or a constructive way. We learned how much or how little we can have and how difficult or easy money can be obtained. Some of us were taught to think that rich people are greedy, for example, and we may also have been taught to believe that having money is bad and far from being spiritual. Do you ever find yourself saying, I just can't get ahead, Maybe some additional money comes in and you find that it slips away almost immediately. Perhaps the car or the washing machine will break down or you'll buy something you don't really need. Immediately, unplanned expenses crop up and before you can look back, the extra money has melted away. Be completely honest with yourself. Have you experienced such a thing? it explains quite nicely, statistically, nearly a third of lottery winners eventually declare bankruptcy. So what can we do about this? So here's four steps to change your negative money mindset. Number one is to let go of past money mistakes. There's probably a ton of financial decisions in the past. I wish I could go back and raise and do over. But unfortunately, that isn't how life works. The only thing we can do now is to use what we've learned from those experiences to help make better decisions today. And once you've accepted the financial failures in your past, you're able to move on from them but it usually requires a change in mindset. Starting with a fresh perspective on money can be like a breath of fresh air. So it's time for you to do the same thing. Let go of your financial failures and start to move on. Number two is to eliminate your scarcity mindset. The scarcity mindset is believing there's never enough. In your mind, you believe that no matter what you do, there will never be enough. But in almost every case, that simply isn't true. There will always be enough. It may not be exactly what you want or like, but your needs will usually be met. There's a great story about Elon Musk, the entrepreneur and founder of Tesla and SpaceX. And he once tried an experiment whether he could live on $1 a day. And once he found he could survive on packet noodles and day old bread, it shifted a fear of never having enough, which he credits as laying the foundation for his abundant minded thinking. The opposite of a scarcity mindset is an abundance mindset. In order to have a healthy relationship with money and move towards financial freedom, then seeing your life through an abundance mindset will be a game changer. Number three is to reflect gratitude. Be thankful for what you have, look around and see what you have and give thanks for it, however small. As discussed on a previous episode of the Fearless Finance Podcast, an attitude of gratitude will always find the positive, no matter what may be currently going on around you. And number four is to commit to what you want. Circling back to T Harv Eker mentioned at the beginning of the show, the number one reason most people don't get what they want is that they don't know what they want. The financially successful are totally clear about the wealth they want and are unwavering in their desire to attain it. They are fully committed to creating wealth and as long as it's legal, moral and ethical, they will do whatever it takes to have it. Rich people do not send mixed messages to the universe. Poor people do. So here's some action steps. Look at your salary or income over the last 10 years or so. Can you see any evidence of a financial thermostat there? And secondly, be honest about what you really want. What level of wealth do you desire and what can you do to achieve this? Write down your goals, have a plan and pose the question and pose the question, how can I achieve this? So many thanks for joining me on today's episode of the Fearless Finance podcast. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please rate and review where possible. And don't forget to share with your friends. It really helps spread the word of mouth. And until next time, I've been Daniel Britton. And I'll see you soon.